0: Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez, and I'm Tim Flaherty, the Christian talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truths of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. And we're back again with another episode of Beyond the Walls. I'm Tim Flaherty, your co-host with Pastor Israel Rodriguez of Deer
1: Flat Church. Muy buenos días, Treasure Valley. Welcome to another episode with... Team Israel, Edgar, and Lester today from Grace Bible Church in Nampa. It's good to have you guys here with us one more day. Thank you for Thank having you. Us. Good morning. Pastors, I have to ask just uh,
0: because it's, you know, we had this experience last week with Lester sharing this transformation in his life. And I think, I've, you know... I think it's hard for people to understand because I myself used to live a very, very selfish life and found peace. And I had a very similar moment in my life. And I don't like to talk about it much because I don't think people get it because a lot of people, Americans, I think, who uh, you know maybe have been Christian their whole lives, they grew up in the church, whatever, they didn't necessarily have to go through something like that and but for me these last this last decade i've just seen too many miracles uh to not believe like it it, you know people could try to convince me until the cows come home but there's just once you know what the truth looks like you also can know what a lie looks like Mm -hmm. and uh what i what i want to know is this counseling center that we're going to talk about today that experience that you had where you just couldn't take it anymore you know did that was that something that led you on a path to work in a counseling center or 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 was that something that just came into your life tell us how did you go from being a 20 year old kid you know 19 year old kid here in america who was just at the end of his rope find jesus how did you get from california to idaho and how did you decide to end up working at the counseling center the reason why
2: i moved to you know to idaho um after living so many years in california same reason cost of living uh the mentality uh i have my teenage uh, girls i have two two girls and uh they were you know buying into that uh, mentality, ideology uh, of, uh, you know, a very materialistic way of seeing life. So we decided to make a move here and not knowing what to expect. um, We came knowing no one, having no jobs, no nothing. We just made the transition. How long ago was that? That was uh, six years ago. Six years ago. And, um... So we just, the first thing we did is find a church. We started attending uh, a church here in in Meridian. And after serving there, uh, that's where I met Edgar, just through an event. And one thing led to another one, and somehow we end up uh, helping him out when he was uh, uh, launching uh, Grace, uh, well, it was... uh, Grace Latino, Latino, Grace Latino back then. Grace Latino back then. I've done worship for ministry, and so he needed some help. And through a friend, um, we were connected. And since that first day, uh, I couldn't walk away from it. I felt the Lord told me, you know, you stay there until I tell you so. And it's been over three years, Pastor Three years, three three years. years now. And yep, little by little doors have been opening
0: and now I'm just full time uh, staff at Grace Bible Church. Pastor, how has your ministry changed since Lester's come on board with you? Oh man,
3: you need to hear that. I was officiating a, a, a married um, a wedding and after the wedding he was the photographer and his wife was the coordinator of the wedding. And after that, my wife and I we just chat, and I said, I said this with one couple like them, like them, we could make our ministry better, but we never imagined Almost two months after that, God will send him to us to help with that, with that, um, with that gifts about worship and music and everything. And my ministry is much better because Lester too. The thing is he contributed with passion for being compassionate for people. He's a very good teacher. He's a very, very gifted and, and to teach the word of God. Uh, he has been educating himself very well. Uh, and I, I am so glad to call him my my brother and co working in crime in crime in ministry
0: <laughs> yes um we always say that too yeah but because you know it's almost like uh you know sometimes you 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 have to work together in concert and for, in, in for all things mm-hmm. good but it seems like sometimes that the society that we live in pushes back against that and it's amazing to see two men that are working so diligently towards uh, bettering other people, and especially the community. How many people uh, are you serving through the Grace Center? Grace Center uh, was launched on March 7th last year.
3: And we had been served 156 people, and 111 uh, we served them for free. The rest of those numbers is people who donate some money for the for the building or the ministry. Uh, right now, I work at least I de- I dedicate at least ten hours counseling every week in Grace Center. But I have a team. I have a staff in Grace in Grace Center. I have a full time counselor. Uh, her name is Alicia Perez. Uh, she is from Lampa, uh, from back- Latino background. Uh, She speaks Spanish and English. That is an advantage for us because it's bilingual. In fact, sometimes I do counseling in Portuguese. too. Uh, Trilingual is a very good tool. They speak three languages. is very a very good tool. And right now we have, as I said, uh, more have been served more than one hundred and fifty six. And by myself, I've been taken care of about 25 in one year.
1: What are some of the services provided by Grace Center? We do counseling
3: for marriage, for teenagers, and some after domestic violence.
1: Do you have any of the testimonials from the community, from the people you have served, how the Lord has been able to transform their life before they came into Grace Center and after they passed through Grace Center.
3: You know, this is very uh, important to say, because out of eight, out of 10 people attending by, by the center, eight have been changed their lives. Mm. And you can see, because they don't need us anymore, and they send us some cards and some messages saying, you know, thank you, I am for myself now, I am doing very well. And we know that because people talk back about that.
0: Lester, what's your favorite part about serving in the ministry? Serving. <laughs> to be able to do something. Um
2: to be able to love on people, to be able to to pour out, you know, uh all the everything there is in you and, and, and just you know, just love on people um jesus said it simple he said i came to serve and that's what i do it's just i feel fulfilled i feel good and it's just so good to um to be able to like i said to invest in someone's life and and help them you know to get closer to god and and see their life transform that mm-hmm. is just so fulfilling
0: you mentioned before that you had served as a part of the worship team was that something that you had done as a young man, play instruments and sing songs or? Well, I-, I still do worship. So I'm a worship director right now and uh, Grace in
2: Espanol. So um, music was not something that was uh, supported in my house because they said it was just a lot of noise. So they wanted us to get quiet. So uh, funny thing, I mean, all my brothers and I were, you know, musical. So... Uh, my oldest brother he wanted a guitar, and after many years, my mom was able to you know purchase one. And but we didn't know what to do with it. There was no internet. There was nothing where we can get you know information. And this is when you're in you're still, in Honduras, yeah. correct? And then there was this guy. He was uh, mowing the lawns, but he was a drunk. So and then he saw my brother, you know, with the guitar. He says, "Oh, I know how to play guitar." Well, he knew how to play two songs. So he. He uh, spent some time teaching us. we will pay him just you know a couple of bucks so he will just go and get drunk with that money <laughs> and then he'll just come back another day just to teach us the same two songs. So that's how we started learning the, the chords and stuff. And little we knew uh, when, when we all started attending church, we became the worship team because there was no worship team at that church. And this since then, yeah, we
0: haven't stopped. Wow. And that was in California? That was in California. Mm-hmm. That, was that is correct. So d- you, do you now, do you play drums and other things too? I or? play a little bit of few instruments, yeah. Yeah. Self-taught, yeah. <laughs> Worship correct. songs aren't too hard to play, though. Not at all, yeah. And you play that, you play the music on Sundays with the Latino church? That is correct, yeah. Tell us the times of the Latino ministry church services. The Times, we actually um, have it on Sundays
2: at 2.30. Yes. sir. That is 2.30 uh, p.m. every single Sunday.
0: At Grace Bible. At Grace Bible Church on yeah. Lone Star. On Lone Star in Nampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: we In fact, we have five services in Grace Bible Church. Yeah. Uh, Four in English and one in Spanish. Mm-hmm. This is our ministry. And I am also pastor in charge of congregational care ministry at Grace Bible Church. Yeah. I have a team of 50 people, and my core team is eight people, and we serve with critical assistance. When people have any kind of crisis, we jump to help. We have Christian life coaches, people who need some pastoral care, and we have chaplaincy. In fact, he is taking classes to become a chaplain. Oh. And and I is it's a very large
0: church with a lot of needs also. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. What is the chaplaincy classes like?
2: Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's all um, a scripture base. It's all about serving. It's all about uh, being there for those in need. It's about loving on people. Um, yeah, I think it, uh, it, it, it. It is always a goal to to present the gospel. It is always a goal to to you know, guide these individuals in problems in troubles or in their situations they're in, you know, to to know God. But the focus on it is I want to be there for you. It's not what I can give you. It's just I know you are in pain and I want to be there for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Pastor so during your um, you know your your team, your you have a large group uh, of volunteers, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, you know during those team meetings, are you doing a lot of encouragement, a lot of training? how do you how do you bring people together in order to serve most effectively?
3: You know the good thing is when you are in one church like Grace Bible Church that is very large and very well organized, it's very easy to communicate what openings are for ministries. And I am very good with recruiting. I go, I approach people uh, one on one, and I try to understand. I try to read what gifts do they have, and how willing they are to serve. And I invite them to the meetings of orientation. And in my training meetings, is uh, I do classes about either class about how to approach people how to help people how to give them some hope some life skills i i like to give some tools to people to my my staff and i and i have a very nice group of people that as i said i have eight people that there are key people in my in my team and i we do a lot of uh, prayer together Every time when we get together, is a lot of prayer and uh, We want to have the Holy Spirit guide us and help us in every situation that
0: we face. What are? Give us an example. What are some of the ways that you've assisted people with worldly needs? Mm-hmm. For
3: example, when somebody, let's say Lester uh, is in the hospital for some reason, but his wife has to take care of three kids. Congregational care and critical assistance provide food for five, for 10 days, whenever, whatever they may need, no matter how many people are in their household, we help with the food. Sometimes people, they don't have transportation to go to the doctor or some appointments, and we help them, we become an Uber for them. And sometimes people are, are going in a very tough situation than marriage. They want divorce, so they are uh, almost apart. And they come to my office, and I gladly help them to try to reconcile the marriage by classes, for counseling, prayer. It's very, very practical. Very, as uh, yes, I said, very practical.
2: Yeah, and I think it's important to say that we also. I mean, this is not just for the congregation. Mm-hmm. We do it for the whole community. If you have a neighbor, if somebody is not a believer and they're in need of some help, that's where we come in. Yes, because we're a, we're a church for in the
0: community and for the community. So, what is the address for the Grace Center, and what are the hours for someone? I mean, obviously, someone can come to church on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, to uh, at. Um, Grace Bible on Lone Star and probably go to the information desk and express their need for assistance and that they can probably get mm-hmm. in touch with you. But if it's not a Sunday, say it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday uh, or right now they're listening, it's a Saturday and they need some assistance is there, how, how could they come to the Grace Center and, and find your find you guys?
3: Uh, they can go through www um dot com. Okay. And they can find ours and everything over there. Our location is in ten oh three South uh Nampa twelve Avenue in Nampa Nampa Idaho. Ten oh three South 12 Avenue Avenue. Okay. in downtown uh Nampa. Downtown Nampa. Yeah. Okay. Terrific. It's very close to
1: we are neighbor with Domino Pizza. Dominoes, I love it. Let's go. <laughs> go to Domino's, get your pizza, and go to the waiting room at Grace Center, or go to the Grace
0: Center <laughs> if you're hungry and maybe ask them to get you a Domino's. That's, yeah, that's either it. way it works. Yeah. And and is that where your office is, Lester? Are you there with the pastor as well, or are you because you're you're working the ministry, uh, the the worship ministry yeah, as well?
2: Yeah, I'm actually at uh, the Grace Bible. Church. Church. yes, in the offices there, yes.
3: I share. I, I'm i on part-time in one location and another part-time in the other location.
0: In the other location.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, if you're out there and you're listening and you're wondering, you know, these two gentlemen seem to be maybe a potential fit for helping you, uh, reach out to them. Go to gracecenter.com, mm-hmm. and there you can find contact information, and hours of operations and addresses and again it's 1003 south 12th avenue in downtown nampa correct if you happen to be uh going by there so one thing i think i wanted to ask you boys about before you leave is uh your your congregation size uh, there, the Latino size, because I know Grace Nampa is a very large church, 2,000, 2,500 people in attendance. Tell us about the size of the Latino ministry, and how has that been being blessed over these last couple of years since you have been working it together? We are an average almost 100 people. Wonderful.
3: Every Sunday. We count children in that. Uh, but you know, the Latino population is very unstable. Because many people were seasonal, and they come here for six months or three months, and sometimes we have 120, sometimes we have 20, mm-hmm. depend of how what the needs they have in their household. Uh, but the, the main, the core team right now in Grace Bible Church in Espanol, we
2: are 82 people.
0: That's terrific. Mm-hmm. With that, we'll be right back.
2: Astegos is powered by the faithful donations from people like you. Their mission is to help everyone in the Treasure Valley through their community warehouse, housing programs, and the Boise Food Bank. They believe all human beings should be respected and loved. Each person is special and deserves to live their life to the fullest. If you want to donate to Astegos, go to their website, estegos.org and click on the yellow Donate button at the top of the page. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot org, and click on the Donate button. Hey, this is Pastor Dave McGuire from Deer Flat Church. If you're looking for a welcoming community where you can explore your faith or you want to deepen your relationship with God, come check us out in Caldwell, Idaho. Our Sunday worship services are at 9 a.m. and 1045, and you're going to love the setting. We sit out in the middle of farm ground. Our members at the church offer such guidance and friendship and support as you journey on your spiritual path. Find us online at deerflat.org or stop by for a visit today. Hey, this is the church the perfect church
1: for imperfect people. And we're back here with Beyond the Walls. Thank you, Pastor Edgar and Lester, for attending this uh, 3 weeks series of stories, testimonies, and miracles of what the Lord is doing among His people through Grace Bible Church Ministry and The Center. Uh, there in Nampa, and uh, I would like to ask you uh, for our audience to be part of this as well. What are some of the spiritual burdens that you may have as a a minister of the gospel for what is happening in 2024?
3: You know, for me, it's very heavy in my heart, the urgency that I see for prayer for our nation. What I'm saying for that is um, we need to open the Bible more often. <laughs> we need to read the Bible and practice that, that the Word of God because we are going very far from the nation that we were years ago. And I am I am citizen in the USA for almost 20 years, and I have seen in 20 years many changes that uh, is taking people away from God. And I think prayer can help to take people back to God. And we believe uh that there is not the job of one church or one ministry. I think is the is the job of every Christian in this nation.
1: I love that. You know, every born-again Christian is to be called back to those early, early beginnings, first love and seeking the Lord. If we humble ourselves then and we seek the Lord, if we try to seek his face, then he will hear and he will heal our land, Lester. What are your thoughts in, on this spiritual realm that we're talking about for 2024? Do you have any uh, requests? Anything that you're feeling for for this year as as a minister of the gospel that you would like to to talk about and pray for?
2: Yeah, I will say that we really need to focus on 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 our next generation, our youth. Um, it might not. Seems like it, but I think schools, colleges uh, are in so much darkness right now. This generation is so lost, no direction, no goals, so confused. And I think we as a church and as parents, as believers, we need to step in and we definitely need to do a better job showing this coming generation that uh there is something more there's something better there is purpose for every single one of them
0: i would agree with that you know we do a lot of work on the streets and we do a lot of work out in the community and we i think see more and more young people having given up before they even started and when you were telling the story earlier uh, about first coming to America and working for five dollars, I remember myself being a young man bucking hay in the you know up in the fields, and that's what you did if you wanted to earn some money. You had to go out and work on on the ranches, on the farms, and I I still remember you know you'd make I I worked all summer for like twelve hundred dollars all summer. Wow, <laughs> it was crazy, and that was good wages back then. You know, in the nineties and. Uh, That money would last all school year long, practically, at least uh, until the wintertime when we would shovel roofs. But if you can imagine, you know, it would dump three or four feet of snow and we'd be up there dangerous as all can be with no, no, no ropes, no protection. Just you and a shovel on the side of some, some roof trying to get it clear of snow in the, you know, it's freezing out. I think that that's really honest to God the truth that we need to find a way to reach young people in our in our uh, myths and let them understand that there's a God out there that loves them and that they can have a purpose in life. Yes, correct. Yes, ambition isn't necessarily bad. I think I think that there's this power out there that's telling people that if you you know set goals or want to do something with your life beyond making a TikTok video that it's somehow evil to be ambitious and i i just don't see that i think that that's really
2: i i just think they need perspective yeah. they need clarity um there is a, a there is a quote i have no idea who said it in the i read it long time ago and i always share it way too often and to teach our kids that there, there should be a goal. And, and, and like you said, there's a purpose for existence, a purpose for life. And, and, and the quote says that the proof of desire is in the pursuit. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, with that, we'll see you next week.